Hello, my friends. Welcome to Follow Him Favorites. My name is Hank Smith, and I'm here with the incredible John, by the way. Welcome, John, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> if you've been following Follow Him Favorites this year, you know that we're taking a single question from every lesson, and we're just talking about it. The question this week, John, is what are we supposed to learn from the story of Jonah? This is just a crazy story of Jonah running away from God and being swallowed by a fish. And by the end of chapter one, you're going, holy cow, what is happening here? So, John, what do you get out of the story of Jonah? Oh, man, there's a few things that I think are kind of interesting. One of them is that he gets a call to go to a place that is known for being really wicked and really brutal to Nineveh. And I kind of like the words it used to describe. He went down to Joppa and went down into a ship and then fell down into the water or they threw him in the water. And then he goes up the fish falls and he vomits him up on the shore. He goes up to Nineveh. It's kind of like when you're going away from God, you're going down, down, down. There's something to learn about if the Lord calls you to do something that sounds really hard or impossible you can do it with his help. And that's a beautiful part. The fun part is, Hank, and we've talked about this before, is that Jesus talks about the story of Jonah. When the scribes and Pharisees are demanding a sign, we would see a sign of thee. Jesus says, oh, I won't give you one, except for the sign of Jonah. So what does he mean by that, do you think, Hank? I love the sign of Jonah, the idea that I can give you a sign, that Jonah was in the whale for three days and three nights, and here's a sign for you. I'm going to come out of a tomb after three days and three nights in the in the belly of the well jonah was there three days and three nights somewhere he never should have come out of and yet he came out of it and i think the sign jesus is talking about is i can do something even bigger than jonah did not just come out of a fish i can come out of death after three days and three nights i've had students ask me do you really think that jonah was in the belly of a whale for three days? Is that scientifically possible? And I've often thought that's not the question we should be asking. The question we should be asking, did Jesus come out of the tomb after three days and three nights? Is that scientifically possible? Because that question is going to have eternal consequences. The Jonah question, whether it's a metaphor or not, I'm not overly concerned about that. I'm concerned about Jesus and if he really did come out of the tomb. And if he did, wow, that changes everything, doesn't it? Yeah, like you said, Jonah came out of a place no one's ever come out of before, and Jesus came out of a tomb. Nobody had ever done that before and came out of a tomb and resurrected. I mean, I guess I was thinking he healed Lazarus, but he brought him back from the dead. But Lazarus died again later. Jesus came out of the tomb resurrected, never to die again. And so how's that scientifically possible? <laughs> the Book of Mormon calls it the power of resurrection. It's the opposite of entropy of everything breaking down. It, it requires a power. And he came forth. And so I love that Jesus would reference the sign of Jonah and say, no, I'm not going to give you a sign, except for the sign. Of, he calls it Jonas in the New Testament. But in the New Testament, gr Greek names that end in an H end in an S in the New Testament, I guess. And I think one more lesson from Jonah is let people repent. Be happy when people repent. <laughs> Jonah's so upset that God doesn't destroy Nineveh. He's almost like saying, don't give them a second chance like you just gave me a second chance. We've got to allow people to repent and we'll be happy about it. It's almost like the parable of the prodigal son here, where he's upset that his brother is doing the right thing. That he came back. We've got to be happy when God allows people to repent, when God is kind. I really like the connection that you make there. Jonah just got a second chance. 
why should he be upset that the people of Nineveh are getting a second chance? And (laughs) I guess it was Elder Holland that said that God is a God of second chances and repentance is a thing. What did Elder Holland say? The most hopeful, encouraging word in the whole Christian vocabulary is repentance. And the people of Nineveh did it. Well, Jonah, you should be happy the Lord let you repent. So let the people of Nineveh repent too. (laughs) Maybe he really wanted some justice because they were pretty brutal, those Assyrians in Nineveh. He maybe wanted them to suffer for their deeds. But remember, someone has already paid. The Savior has already paid for those deeds. So let's be happy and rejoice when other people repent and come back to the Lord. I think Elder Holland said, be kind and be grateful that God is kind. It's a a happy way to live. I like it. I like to, in the book of Jonah, where it says, doest thou well to be angry? (laughs) Yeah. Showing us, how's this working for you? Yeah, how's that working out? (laughs) We hope you'll join us on our full podcast. It's called Follow Him. You can find it wherever you get your podcast. This week, we're with Dr. Josh Sears. You're going to love it. So come over and join us there. And then join us next week for another Follow Him Favorites.